0: It's time for The Drive's Top 4 at 4. All right, here we go. Hour number two of The Drive underway. Starts with the top four at four. Tucker Harlan, hit
1: me. Thank you, Russell. At number one, the Tennessee athletic program is once again under NCAA investigation for potential NIL violations across multiple sports. That is according to Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated. Just last summer, Tennessee was penalized for more than 200 rules infractions in the football program. And Chancellor Dondi Plowman has already sent a message to the NCAA regarding this allegations, potential allegations.
2: So, apparently, something I, – I just got a text from Fred. They said Paul Feinbaum's basically putting it off on uh, – said something on the air about Fulmer, about <laughs> the way they didn't <laughs> – This is Fulmer's fault? Wait, What? <laughs> Partly because UT paid Coach Fulmer off. We're working like him. What the hell are you talking about, man? man? What? what? That's
0: supposedly what's being said. Paul Vaughn. That what the hell Paul does Fulmer have? Any, That's I mean, ludicrous. Let's, let's try and stay in reality. Please.
1: At number two, Tennessee continues its season with a matchup against South Carolina tonight in Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. Tip-off is at 6.30. The game airs on SEC Network. Tom Hart and VFL Dane Bradshaw will be on the call. Vols are favored by 13.5. I
2: love Dane. The great Dane.
1: He's really good at it.
0: I think we're going to smash these guys
3: tonight. And you going to bet guys, on it?
2: I hope so. 13.5? Uh, yeah, I think so. Sounded like a kind of a salty bunch of journeyman
0: kind of better did alabama hold them to 47 points yes
3: uh it's up to 14 now
0: they ain't scoring on us who do they got
2: i wonder who do who are they going to put on to connect
0: somebody who is not up to the task okay that's who
1: at number three, the Pittsburgh Steelers have zeroed in on their next offensive coordinator. They will hire former Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith hey, for their vacancy. Hey, there you go, Kronos. Smith most recently held the offensive coordinator title with Tennessee Titans in which he helped guide the Titans to an AFC title appearance in 2019.
0: He's the guy to take Mason Rudolph to the promised land.
1: That's for sure.
0: <laughs> no, actually, it's not for sure
2: <laughs> at all. They need a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Arthur Smith to the Steelers. What if he got a hold of? Because uh, he'll probably be available that they could get. Uh, out of- Tannehill? Nope. Penix.
1: Oh.
0: Tannehill in Pittsburgh is an interesting thought.
1: So is Penix. And finally, at number four, Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson is not going anywhere. Saw that. Johnson was considered to be one of the top candidates for coaching vacancies around the league in this hiring cycle. Uh, Washington Commanders officials were actually en route to Detroit for a meeting with both Johnson and Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn when they got word that Johnson was staying with the Lions. What about Aaron? Uh, I
0: ain't going to Washington. Y'all ain't got no quarterback.
1: Not sure about Aaron Glenn. But we know Ben Johnson is staying put.
0: I'm really sorry for. I mean, he's he's going to get the enemy treatment now. Where he's he go? He goes. He was yeah. too, had too good of a season. They yeah. went too far in the playoffs. All the good jobs were taken by the time he was out. And it's his like,
1: name's going to be thrown around in these hiring circles, but he's never actually going to go anywhere. Uh,
2: I don't blame him for not wanting. You can't. You don't want to go to Washington. No, not your first head coach. Career job. suicide. There, hey, Carolina. Yeah.
3: I think you made a good call.
2: I do, too. Stay up there with Coach Crazy Pants. Maybe they can uh, – Roll it it one more year? Roll it one more year and try and get Campbell to calm down a little bit on some of these things.
0: Analytics, brother.
2: (laughs) You're at home, brother. Thank
0: you, Tucker. That is the top four at four. Russell – Bear, Houston Tucker, it's a full house in the old White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios this afternoon as so we break things down. Uh, Khalil McKenzie is going to join us here in about 15 minutes. The uh, former Vol is, uh, knows knows a couple of VFLs playing in the Super Bowl this year, so
2: we're good to catch up with Khalil.
0: Looking forward to chatting with him, but right now... We are embroiled in a controversy, a good old-fashioned brouhaha. The NCAA wants oh, the, to come back in here and urinate on our party.
2: Yeah, Donnie Plowman's gone. All, not having uh, it, Travis. What's I'm not his having name it from uh, is it Travis Bickle? Not Bickle uh, from Taxi Driver. I'm walking here. You looking at me? You looking at me?
0: you actually had a were you doing the de niro face on purpose yeah do that again <laughs> i can't do it when i'm, when I'm trying to <laughs>
2: look at me you looking at me looking at me you kind of i can't even do ah. that's good though he scrunches up one side of his face and then he kind of nods at you
0: titan's bill is next good afternoon titanic william
4: Good afternoon, gentlemen. It seems like the NCAA wants another gunfight at the OK Corral, and if that's going to be the case, bring it on.
2: Bring it on. You want some? Come get some. Dondi uh, Holiday.
4: (laughs) Yeah. See, uh, Dr. Plowman could play Annie Oakley. Randy. President Boyd could play a uh, Wyatt Earp, and uh, and Dan, Danny White could play the role of Doc Holliday.
3: Two Annie Oakley references in as many days. Uh, what is happening to the show? Stellar, <laughs> completely
0: unsolicited too. Good shot. Wow.
4: And who could play the Clantons? Well, the NCAA.
0: So they are um, Johnny Ringo in this analogy.
2: And we're your Huckleberry. Yeah, Yeah, that Baker guy's Johnny Ringo. Or Kurt. You know, Ike Clanton and Johnny
4: Ringo and all them all rolled into
2: one. You're not as dumb as you look, Ike. What are the Cowboys, right? Yeah.
0: Well, we'll see how this goes, Titans, Bill. It's interesting that they chose to pick this fight. It's. Reassuring, though, that Tennessee, that this did not catch them unawares. They were no. very much ready no. for this moment and that have a plan. Was,
2: that may be one of the best or most professional uh, cut-and-dried statements I've ever seen in relation to anything come out of that place.
4: You know, I, I'll tell you what, I'm like you guys. NCAA is going to come out of there with the short end of the stick. They're going to feel. They're going to feel the NCAA so full of holes. They're going to. It's go, They're going to end up looking like a piece of switch cheese once all this is over.
0: Well, I, I, best case scenario, and I, I think this is what they're aiming for, is the the language here is so blunt and direct and threatening that I, I think they're basically telling the they're, they're telling the NCAA, you don't want any of this, and, and you better not. You better just take that, that letter, that notice of allegations, whatever you and, and stick ready to it up on us. Stick it where the sun don't shine because this is going to hurt you a lot more than it's going to hurt us and,
2: and maybe like if they're smart, they would they would do that. Uh, bill I guarantee you they've already got you guys correct me. I think it would not surprise me if they already have um, a lawsuit ready to go and they 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 already know which judge they're going to put it in front of when they and it's going to go all back to the stuff that just recently got adjudicated. Oh,
4: I'll will say I'll say it's well if there would be one movie that I would compare this to, this little little war to, it's not the gunfight at the OK Corral, another one you can compare to the gunfight at the OK Corral that's better is Hour of the Gun
0: Hour of the Gun. I'm not familiar with that one.
4: Well, it stars uh, James Garner, who plays Wyatt Earp, Mm -hmm. Jason Robards, who plays Doc Holliday, and Robert Ryan, who plays the role of Ike Kling.
0: Says John Voight's in this, too. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Tombstone? That's our generation's Western Titans, Bill. You've seen Tombstone with Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer. You've seen that, right?
4: I've seen it, yeah.
0: It's a classic. Mm. All right. Is Don
4: Wahlberg in that movie? I, I think he is. I don't know.
0: Mark Wahlberg? No. Nonny. No, no my I
4: don't, brother no. Who, plays, who stars on Blue Bloods?
0: No, he's not in it. No, the Wahlbergs aren't in it. The brothers were uh, Sam Elliott with the mustache and Bill Paxton. I was yeah, getting him and me mixed up. Uh, yeah, passed away. Spoiler alert! I still got okay. one good arm to hold you with, Ellie.
4: <laughs> okay. On go. another note, guys, did you know that you could pick up one hundred and seven point five the game on the Odyssey app?
0: Yeah, you could. You could pick up just about anything on the World Wide Web these days. Titans, Bill did. Did you listen in a little bit? You sample their programming.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay. Any good?
4: Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, it's good.
0: Okay. All these big uh, corporate radio stations—they don't allow their hosts to take calls anymore. Like we—we we would not be allowed to sit here and talk with you for as long as we are, if we worked for a company like that.
4: Yeah. Uh, I don't understand the situation of it is, and I'm not gonna. <laughs> that's,
0: that's what I say. I, I, I like communing with the people thank you Titans Bill great hearing from you my friend have a wonderful day I want to get Geraldo in here before we break and get Khalil McKenzie in here good afternoon Geraldo how are you sir
5: good afternoon sir hey I once had a dog and I love that dog and that dog was a good dog and as the dog got older it started limping a little showing signs of its age and then one day the dog that I love bit me. Mm. That dog bit me. Mm. It was the last dying act of that dog. Really? Because it, it was dying.
0: And it bit you? The last the NCAA, thing
5: it did? Oh, this the is NCAA an analogy. The NCAA is that dog. It's biting us right now because it's dying, and it thinks that it needs to. But what we're going to do, what Gandhi has said we're going to do, we're going to take that dog out behind the woodshed and blow its brains out. Ah! And I am, <laughs> I am ready to do it. I am ready and happy and willing to do it. They don't know who they're picking a fight with. Tell them. You can't get Michigan, so you're going to get the Michigan of the South? No, no.
0: Tell him, Raldy. This
5: is not going to end well for you.
0: This is not going to go how you think it's going to go.
5: No, 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 no. And speaking of, speaking of, not going to go well for you, TJ, the Kentucky fan, I saw him celebrating over on X, formerly known as Twitter, Mm. celebrating this, rubbing it in Tennessee fans' faces. You know what, TJ? We all hate you. Oh, you know that, right? we hate you! You're an idiot, and nobody likes you. Oh. They might fall for your troll, but it's it's an act, sir. He calls in to get you to say something nice about Kentucky basketball, and it works every time. He's an idiot, and nobody likes you.
0: That's that, that's unkind. They uh, thank you, Geraldo I mean, what about
2: you like Stevie though, right?
5: Am I still
2: on? Yeah. You do you like Stevie?
5: Yeah. I mean, he's a right now. All VFLs have to pull together. Well, we're in a fight, and we're going to fight everybody. And TJ, I'm sorry, I just knocked you down, son.
0: Thank you, Geraldo. Appreciate it. It is interesting to see some of the fan bases go. I saw the Alabama Barstool account. Trying to take a shot at Tennessee, TJ, the Kentucky fan, was having a giggle on X. Uh, The two most corrupt programs in the history of college (laughs) athletics might want to sit this one out. Look, I I, invented it. I I get it. You might want to sit and and giggle. Like I, I would probably be giggling if I were a Kentucky or Alabama fan this afternoon at Tennessee's expense, but. I would also have the self awareness to say uh, maybe I'm not in a position to really and and that has happened several times. What you know, when Florida, when, when it was announced that they were under an NIL investigation, like there were. No, I wasn't. There wasn't. <laughs> we live in a glass house yeah. here, and, and nobody was. If anything, I, I think that and and you're seeing this even more today. You realize that we're kind of. We're, we're not necessarily adversaries when it comes to this specific battlefield, the NCAA and NIL and whatever's going on there.
2: Yeah, I, th- I thought it was absolutely asinine what they did to Florida State. I mean, I can't stand Florida State. Still will forever love when we beat them for the natty. But
0: it right, Somebody just pointed this out. Uh, Caleb Downs, the five-star safety from Alabama who just went to Ohio State. Yeah. Did you see how they announced that he was going to Ohio State? No. It was the Ohio State NIL collective Mm -hmm. that actually made the announcement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so (laughs) that's why that's why Chancellor Plowman basically said, you know, he he has clearly signed a free agent contract. That's what that is. They offered him the best deal. He signed it. It was announced by the agency that. That, that did the negotiation yeah. in this point. Ready uh, for play. So, I mean, clearly Ohio State has to be under NCAA investigation now, right? If we're going to be consistent on this. Sure. Along with
2: Old Miss <laughs> and...
1: <laughs> or anything but consistent. <laughs>
2: tons of other programs, yeah. It's, it's I mean, it's just asinine. It's totally surreal. I, Isaiah Bond,
0: the wide receiver that went from Alabama to Texas and got a Lamborghini for his troubles... It was posted on social media. Like He showed himself pulling up to Austin in a Lambo. So, a new Lambo. Not a Lambo that he didn't drive his Lambo from Tuscaloosa to Austin. He went to Austin where he got the Lambo for going to Austin in the first place. Clearly, Texas must now be under NCAA investigation if we are going to stay consistent.
3: Are you suggesting that he... Knew he would get the Lambeau before he signed with Texas. I'm just saying, like, look, if you, <laughs> no, of course he did. I,
0: I, I'm, n- I'm not defending Tennessee really in this situation. I'm just saying
2: that this is what, what, what the hell are we talking about? They created man? the mess. I, I don't know, but I, I think you know, I'm a lot more comfortable now with everything, and whatever happens will happen, but uh, you know. I feel like we've got really strong leadership at the university between Danny White and especially Dondi Plowman.
0: So, what's the ride? When we continue, Khalil McKenzie is going to join us on the program, the former Kansas City Chief and Baltimore Raven. We'll figure out what he's been up to, uh, maybe get his thoughts on this stuff. I don't know if he's up on it yet. I haven't spoken to him in, a, in sure. quite a while, so... We will chat with him when we continue. Stay tuned. It is The Drive. More Fan Run Radio coming up. The Drive. Are you ready? Fan Run Radio. The Drive continues. Russell Smith back with you alongside Bear, Houston Crest, Tucker Harlan, along for the ride this afternoon as well. It's a beautiful Tuesday. In East Tennessee, as the month of January rapidly comes to a close. It's a leap year this year, Bear. Are you ready? Mm hmm. 29 days. Yep. In February. All right. Uh, we get back to it here. Khalil McKenzie is on the phone line. VFL Khalil uh-huh. McKenzie. What's up, Khalil? How are you, sir?
6: I am doing well. I'm doing well. How are you
0: guys? Hey, man, doing excellent. What's up, man? Tell tell us, uh, just catch us up on the Khalil McKenzie story, what you've been up to, and where your football journey has taken you lately.
6: No, yes, sir. I appreciate that. Well, uh, so I, I guess I can start, I'll just start right at the beginning. So, obviously, he was drafted to Kansas City, um, switched to offensive line there. Uh, was there for a year, learning the position, everything like that. Uh, was cut after training camp, going into my second year. Uh, ended up in Seattle on their practice squad for that entire season. Um, with the uh, COVID cuts that happened in the off season that year, ended up getting cut in that, and then picked up by Cincinnati with the Bengals. When they called me to work me out, they asked me, "Hey, would you would you want to go back to the D line?" <laughs> and so, for about three days, got in the backyard um, and was doing defensive line stuff, getting ready for that, and then went out, did that workout, ended up getting signed, ended up getting, you know, kind of put on the active roster, excuse me, at a, full, at a couple times throughout that season. Um, and then that next off season, ended up getting released again after training camp, uh, wound up with the Ravens, same deal, ended up getting activated, playing some time up there, defensive line, and then, this not this uh this last season that's going on right now uh but the season before um in training camp ravens asked if i'd if uh i'd go back to offensive line and you know give it one more shot there and again didn't make the team at after uh training camp but was on the team for the entire season there i practice squad and then uh tried to do the uh, xfl last spring um and and really just get that film i mean i hadn't I hadn't played a full season of football since my freshman year mm. uh, at Tennessee but uh hadn't played a game a full game in offensive line in my life so um that was my my goal to just get out there and, and show show guys that I could do it you know there was a lot of question marks there um center things like that I'd never snapped the ball live in a game um before the first game of the XFL excuse me last year so uh just wanted to Answer a lot of people's questions, you know. Give people, I guess, less less of a reason, if you will. Um, but I ended up getting hurt my first day out there in practice, uh, third rep that I was even out there. Oh. Um, ended up getting hurt, and then uh, played through it for three games. Uh, after the third game, you know, with with the surgery that I would have had to have, excuse me, there was no there was no way to be ready for its season um in time if I didn't get it and continued to play on it so had to make that decision to go ahead and get that surgery stop playing on it and then you know hopefully heal up in time to try and uh, be in a training camp and things like that that didn't happen uh recovery took a little bit longer than anticipated or would have liked but you know that's just that's the game and everything but uh but right now I just actually uh, recently accepted a position at the uh, facility that I've trained at since I did my pre-draft uh, combine training uh, sports academy uh, at their location here in Frisco. I'm running their youth football and football events, uh, youth sports programming, and things like that down here, and their flag football commissioner. So uh, super excited about that. And then also got drafted um, to the Seattle, uh, the Seattle, the St. Louis Battlehawks uh, in the uh, the new UFL merger as well. So. All good things, man. Pops was just in town for the Shrine Game. saw my saw my old uh, classmate uh, Venzel Boware. He's with the Packers. Things like that. So, all good things. All good things.
0: Awesome. So, you're you're you were drafted by the UFL. That's the merger, right? of The XFL and yeah. the USFL. When does that season start?
6: So that season, uh, I think starts March 30th. Is the first game of that season? Okay. So yeah, the report dates are like. Uh, a little bit later into february but the cool thing is they're kind of copying the xfl style where they all came here uh to the dfw area to do their practice and then flew out to games which is uh you know beneficial for me living here in the in the dfw so
0: yeah no doubt that's that that's fun man and uh yeah you're down there in in dallas fort we're on the dallas side i i guess with Frisco. Yeah, and yeah, man, that's uh that's exciting stuff. You've got a lot going on as we visit with Khalil McKenzie this afternoon here on the program. And uh Khalil, we're trying to decide who to pull for in the Super Bowl. We've got two of our favorite <laughs> VFLs yeah. and Jawan Jennings and Trey Smith made it this year. Who do you have?
6: It's it's one of those things where it's like I said that uh about the Lions and, and Niners game. It's like I have I also have a family member, uh, Robert Beal, who went to Georgia as uh, is a is a family member of my cousin of mine. So it's like, man, it's like I wish, you know, I just wish nothing but the best for both of them. And, you know, especially when it when it comes to my guys like that. And like you said, there's no two better VFLs to represent us in the Super Bowl than Trey Smith and Juwan Jennings for all that they did while they played and for all that they've been doing while they're they've been in the league. And just for who they are, you know what I'm saying? Like he just that's just two dogs right there. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love it. Uh, uh to pick one is, is like, you know, to like <laughs> tear to myself do, huh? into y'all, man, it was, it was hard enough to watch the Ravens and the chiefs. It's like, you know, obviously it's like, everybody thinks it's like, Oh, do you hate them all this? like no, like, it's like, I have lifelong friendships that I've made there. And you know, those are I know <laughs> so many of those people that I'll just see on the TV. So it's like, I can't be anything but happy for them. Um, uh, it's just a you know it's a business at the end of the day but um it was so hard to watch you know you got your last team you played for versus the team that drafted you it's just it's tough you just want them both to go out there and play their best do what they need to do and and hopefully everybody can just be happy at the end of the day with with what performance they put out there but i mean it's hard to go against patrick mahomes man it's it's really hard to go against them and when you got somebody like my man trey in front of him you know it's it's hard to go against that, but I I just hope for a good game. Uh, if I can be completely honest, that's, that's all I sure. hope for. Is it's a really, really good game.
0: Well, you know, Trey's already got his Super Bowl ring, and, you know, Vault Nation loves Trey Smith. Vault Nation also loves Juwan Jennings. Now, Juwan... and you'd be a perfect guy to speak to this Khalil is like he's he's a little bit different because not everybody loves Jawan Jennings we were listening to a story about how like the entire 49er defense wanted to fight Jawan Jennings (laughs) because he's he's that competitive he's got an edge to to him did did you ever want to fight Jawan Jennings back in your playing days man nah me and (laughs) Jawan it's a
6: similar mindset there it's like it's it, And I think Trey said it best uh, actually on a podcast I did with him. He's like, hey, like, everybody kind of looks at me already to be the alpha. So, like, I got to go out there and be it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I love, like, when me and Trey used to have to do uh, Circle of Life together and things like that. And, like, when you had Jawan Jennings versus John Kelly or Jawan Jennings versus Darren Kirkland, like, you knew exactly what was about to happen. there it, it probably wasn't going to be no winner, but you was just going to watch Two guys just go at it, it's and crap. like, and they was gonna absolutely love it and love each other afterwards. But like, there was not gonna be a, oh man, we're getting into our stance slow. Like, nah, we're sprinting up there. Like, yes, sir. Like, <laughs> it's time to go. Type, you know, it's just a, it's just a little bit different of a mindset, and that's what I've always loved about Juwan. And that's what you know, some people, some people can handle it, some can't. When you have a different type of way that you see the game, you don't. You don't kind of just play the game to play it. You play it to, you know, dominate. You, you you have that edge, and you got that little chip on your shoulder, and you play with it at all times. And that's just, you know, it's a different type of player, and that's that's what Juwan is.
0: Do you still keep in touch with some of those guys you played with?
6: Oh, yeah. All of them. I actually uh, said that, too, uh, <laughs> recently. I was like, man, it's funny to me because we have, like, in my opinion, I think just from, you know, kind of what – what we had gone through, things like that, just the type of guys that we had there. I talked to these other guys in, in the league, and it's like, man, like we have the closest knit, most, you know, guys that keep in touch with each other, all that type of thing. That, that's cool. That maybe I've seen, you know what I'm saying? And and that's a testament to, you know, just kind of the guys that we were in, in the relationships that we kind of built in that locker room and, and through our time at Tennessee and, you know, kind of just it's also a testament of what Tennessee is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, just a, it's, it's a place where it's, you know, it's easy to become family. You know what I'm saying? Obviously my, my family is from East Knoxville and all that type of thing, but it's also, you know, somewhere it's like, man, like this is a, this is just a place where it's, it makes it easy. You know, it's not like forced on you. You don't have to deal with too much extra stuff or navigate this or navigate that. No, you just, you kind of just out there together and, everybody loves you and wants to see you do well Mm -hmm. hates it when you don't do well but you know that's part of it you know what I'm saying we hate it too so you know it's it it was just a great time it honestly was
0: well that's good to hear because like you do hear about some guys that you know and, and usually these are the guys that transfer out or whatever they you know didn't have a great experience or were jaded or something and it's like ah you know they don't have anything to do with with Tennessee or the teammates anymore so but that's that's cool do you guys have like a a big I know we talked to some of the the old timers the guys from the 90s they've got like these big group texts right during the games and they're picking apart like fans like you guys have something like that too for the guys that played in the in your era
6: yeah I know that there's I know that there's some that still go on and things like that and I know a lot of guys you know it's kind of like all the big group chats that we they, we had like during college kind of just like broke off into the ones that are <laughs> now kind of just still around each other or see each other all the time and things like that. But yeah, it's there it definitely was all those big old group chats with everybody uh, following up with each other, checking in on each other, everything like that. And you know, I, and, and like I said, there's always going to be people who you know, have a sour taste in their mouth with when things don't go their way and things don't go, well, not even not go their way, but go the way they think they, they should or they they would have, you know what I'm saying? And that's just, like I said, that's part of it. That's what, you know, I've kind of learned in this whole game is that as much as this is a game, it's very much still a business as well. So it's, you know, you can't just expect some things to happen or even if you – work super hard for stuff it's not just guaranteed that everything's just going to go your way you know what I'm saying it's it there's still that that aspect of it that's just uncontrollable and you know some guys can deal with that better than others and some guys can't
0: talking with Khalil McKenzie this afternoon on the show Khalil in hindsight do you wish you had played offensive line in college was it frustrating your pro career to be bounced around like that team's asking you to go back and forth
6: I mean, I think there's a level of frustration to it. But like I said, that's the part of growing and and understanding that it is a business. You know what I'm saying? I think the earlier kids can understand that, you know, I think is beneficial. So I think when I was growing up, you know, it was you really just kind of had your own opinion of, you know, how you were, what you were kind of working for and all this type of stuff. So Somebody telling you, oh, go play offensive line. You're like, oh man, no. Like you know, I'm an athlete. You know what I'm saying? But then you like, you get to learn and play the position and realize, well, like, oh well, some of these guys are better athletes than you know, yeah. <laughs> other other a lot of other positions and, and just random stuff like that. Like you, you just don't, you don't kind of see it the same as you do as you know, kind of afterwards. And and like we we were kind of saying uh, a little bit before about like the transfer portal and NILs and things like that. I think that's kind of the the one good thing I do like about it is you got guys who maybe be out of position or just in the wrong spot. And okay, then go, go see if you're right and you need to go somewhere else and and try something new or see some type of, you know, kind of new change of scenery. And Hey, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't, you know, I'm not here to tell you right, wrong or indifferent, but you know, now you got that kind of option and you can either, you know, stick things out or say, Oh, no, this isn't what I should do. Or this is what I should do. And, you can go make that decision and and you'll find out, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's like kind of like my one, like real big positive on it. Of course there's all the, there's all the craziness, but you know, I think that's one of the things. So I think that's, that would have helped me, you know, make that decision where it's like, Oh yeah. Like maybe I'll go try it. Maybe I won't do this. Like hindsight's always 2020 and, you know, being, being in the position where it's like, all right, well now it's pretty much, got to kind of play offensive line because nobody really ever wants old defensive tackles in the first place. And if you're not getting sacks all the time, there's no real reason for you to play the position, if you will. And that's what I always joke about. I'm like, man, I was like, at one point in time, I was a highly rated defensive tackle weighing over 350 pounds. I'm like, whoever, you know, kind of was in charge of that should should be uh, <laughs> breathalyzed or something like that. I was like, what? What game record were you thinking of when when you put that one out there, but it's like that it's like the game's changing, you know what i'm saying you've got you've got different different guys that are being used for different things, and you know there's there's just all that aspect of it and you know if the more exposure these kids kind of have to that, the more kind of mm-hmm. hyper specific they know. What their game is, what their game isn't, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. they can they can make those decisions a lot easier and a lot better.
0: Well, you were the five star guy defensive line prospect when 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 you came in here, so I'd imagine there's some pressure on the uh, the Tennessee people to 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 leave you on the D line. Did did anybody at Tennessee ever ask you to go and play offense, or did you ask, or was it just D line all the way?
6: Yeah, I was D line all the way. I mean, there was you know like random little comments things like that but nothing was ever like a, hey let's let's go try this you know what i'm saying so it was like it was just one of those things where it was just like hey what do you think all this i'm like i i play football you know i right. <laughs> do me you tell me to do something and and we'll do it but uh it was never one of those things where it was like a a request if that makes sense okay. you know what i mean the first time uh somebody ever asked me to do some offensive line stuff was at pro day when uh, Coach Vrabel and them wanted me to do, you know, some offensive line stuff with them, which was which was so funny, seeing him holding that bag and stuff, <laughs> being like, hit me. I'm like, all right, Coach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pro day. He tells you, the man
6: tells you to hit him, you got to hit him, right? Exactly, even when it's the head coach. Even when it's the head cousin I'm like, all right, Coach, if I knock you right on over. and Did you? You better not remember this one.
0: Did you knock him over?
6: No, 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 no. I'm, I, I wasn't going to try my luck that much. Uh, that'd be hard not to. Do. I mean, like,
0: what do you? That's weird. Like, is pro day you want to show what you're oh, yeah, absolutely you got, capable of? But yep. uh, that's also a dude was, that you don't want to yeah, hurt the man.
6: Exactly. It's like once they start going backwards, you just like you reach out that hand, and when he's like, "Don't you do that?" You're like, "Well, I'm I'm probably just going to keep on doing it."
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a tough spot to be in. Wow, uh, talking exactly. with Khalil McKenzie this afternoon here on the program. Uh, Khalil what do you think about where Tennessee's at right now under Josh Heupel
6: I mean I love it I mean I think especially like I said my dad was in town and you know kind of getting to talk to him a little bit and and things like that obviously we just talk about Tennessee whenever we can but it's just like I think with what he's doing with what he's proven you know what I'm saying he has a system that works he has a system you know what I'm saying like that's another thing that people kind of just you know take for granted I guess sometimes is not everybody has like a system that Mm. like will consistently work or like can fit multiple people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's just like one type of person can be this. And as soon as that that's gone, now you have to re reinvent yourself, you know, reinventing your, your offensive scheme, your defensive scheme every single year is, you know, is kind of hectic. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, I promise you they're doing the same stuff in Kansas city that, that they were doing when, when I was there, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's obviously it's different and called different things and things like that, but there's a system, you know, it works. You do those things and you just do them better than the other teams. And that's how you win, you know, but you have to build that foundation. You have to build that trust and excuse me. You have to have the players to be able to execute. And I think we're doing a really good job of building that. I think, building things is something that, you know, is kind of gone by the wayside. And I think Michigan kind of proved that this year that you can still build something and still be, you know, excuse me, champions. You can go out there and you can be the best, you know, with something that is kind of homegrown a little bit instead of saying, Hey, you know, everybody just come here, transfer here. Let's get everybody. Let's get all the best players, all the five stars in the world and, and things like that. And, you know, you can, you can build something still, and
0: be successful excellent excellent uh cool last day we'll let you out of here my man appreciate your time this oh, afternoon no uh, you, uh great to hear it uh you get to see your dad there and obviously uh he has tennessee knoxville ties there um yes, have you given any thought to what you're going to do after your playing career you know your dad was a nfl executive is that something that might interest you
6: yeah so i mean that's why I I had started this position um where I'm at right now at Sports Academy kind of running their youth uh football programs and flag football and things like that like my heart's always been in you know being with kids doing anything I can with kids I tried to do as much as I could and in Knoxville every single time I was in a city I was doing something somewhere with with some type of organization with something so that's always been really my passion um I know that that front office world is there just looming right over me. It's been suggested one, one or two times, um, Okay, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I know, I just know that world so well. And I know I'd be, you know, good at it and all that type of stuff, not to be like facetious, nothing like that. Like I've just, I've been in it for my entire life. I've been sure. reading my dad's draft book since I was, you know, 10 years old. So it's like, that's just something that's, that's easy and fun for me. And I always tell people, I'm like, I, I hate the way I look at the game of football. Cause I just look at everybody as dollar signs and X's and O's and not like my friends and people that I know, <laughs> you know, that's everything. I'm like, Oh yeah, you had a great year. Dang. You're going to cost your team this much. It's going to be tough for them to keep you all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I just look at the game just like that. And it's just, you know, it's just what I've known, you know what I mean? But like, uh, I do i like the position i'm in um I like the the idea of of knowing that that's something an avenue that I could get into um as well as you know obviously everybody um loves to try and coach and things like that and I'm enjoying it right now with when I coach these kids um in this flag football and some of these youth uh, camps and things like that um as i've run you know i run a i've run a free camp for the past two years out here in Frisco um and I'm now you know obviously doing that as part of my job, but, but, yeah, it's all, it's all things that, that kind of interest me and really just kind of taking them as they come, you know, not kind of saying, Hey, this is just that one thing that I kind of have in mind, just kind of letting things, things happen as they do um, and kind of live that way. I think everything's kind of positive right now. And so I mean, I'm aiming to just keep it that way uh, more than anything. And just, you know, if more, more good things want to come, I'm all, I'm all the way here for them
0: excellent well Khalil it's been great talking to you my man uh we will be watching I'll I'll be watching for you that uh the the UFL the 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 combo the merger this spring my man and uh I hope that you're able to stay healthy there and, and have a good season been great catching up with you thanks so much for the time
6: no I appreciate you guys so much for having me
0: yep thank you that is Khalil McKenzie one more time VFL playing professional football still uh chasing the dream there man yeah. it just sounds like he's having trouble staying healthy but hopefully hopefully this is the opportunity for him and I, I just like it when the guys have uh good things to say about ut and they keep in touch and they're like they're and they're still plugged in and stuff yeah. like that because it's not always the case and yeah he had a good career here and
2: um i mean he's there a tennessee family yeah generation oh yeah 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 you McKenzie's got and you got to are, keep guys like that plugged in. Nah, and they're they're the mckenzie family here in knoxville are you know legendary yeah
0: for sure road runners going back to austin east we got to take a quick time out it is the drive on fan run radio much to get to uh, we'll reset this ncaa topic for you when we continue on the drive right after this the, the drive, drive. Getting some more news nuggets, rumblings of the NCAA case against Tennessee. Stuart Mandel tweeting out uh, more details via the New York Times. See on the list? I believe so.
3: Okay. Yeah. Just checking.
0: I'll double check that for you here in just a second. But a quote from the New York Times. The investigation is mm. focused in part on the use of a private jet. By a so called donor collective to a high profile recruit. And that uh, the collective was Spire, and the recruit was none other than our very own Polynesian Peyton, Nico Iamaleava.
2: Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. So they like flew in a private plane. It's like I said earlier, Kirby Smart takes helicopters to high school games these guys all fly. you know what i don't i don't don't get it
0: i I, i'm just wondering like like what is we're, we're in such uncharted territory here like what is the next step if the ncaa says you used this as a recruiting inducement to get nico they're not gonna. I don't think they would rule him in a, ineligible. I just can't imagine they would be that short-sighted because that will be. Everybody will be pissed off about that, like Alabama and, and Florida and like all our rivals. That will be a unanimously unpopular thing to do. So what do you do? You you throw the book at ten. You you put us on probation. You say we can't go to the playoff. You you take away more scholarships. Well, Tennessee's been pretty clear today in the three-page letter from Donnie Plowman that they are going to fight that out in court. They mm-hmm. they, they are going to take that to court. They're not going to allow you to do that. And on one hand, the, the NCAA generally does not fare well in court. Whatever the opposite of undefeated is, unwon.
3: <laughs> <I think that's laughs> when their, was defeated, they're that's,
0: Vanderbilt. That's pretty much their record. On the other hand, I don't know that, anybody has sued the NCAA Uh, I don't know that there are any there's any precedent as far as schools that sued the NCAA because of sanctions that were handed down against them and
2: were able to get those sanctions overturned I don't think they're going to wait for the sanctions I think if they serve them with notice of allegations that's that's going to be the line I think that just me personally that's what I think I think that's the line in the sand with the university what do you, what do you even sue for like what is it, harassment just uh I, I don't know, I'm not a lawyer, but yeah, they'd go to I, they'd go straight to federal court and file for an injunction i mean, they'd they'd go back to Alston and they'd tie it all together, I'm sure, but that's how it'll go down, especially after reading her statement. She kind of laid out what the game plan is. Well,
3: and so. she she basically laid out the the, the, the rule stands. that we are going to be accused of breaking, which is how can and this was this was a question we had for the longest time. You can meet with a collective, you can talk with a collective, you can sign with a collective, but it can't be used as a recruiting inducement. If I'm throwing out dollar figures, and then they go visit Florida, and Florida's throwing out dollar figures, if my dollar figure is higher, it is inevitably. A recruiting inducement. It's just the figure. If the figure's higher, and that's what you want—more money—and you go to Tennessee, that's an inducement. This was always going to be the case. I don't know how you police that. You can talk to them, and you can talk about money, and you can even ink a deal. But if you say that you had to come to, like, what are they supposed? How do you, how do you verbally or contractually walk around that piece of nonsense language by the NCAA?
0: Is the walk around well? The recruits can meet with the collectives, but if there's any third party activity by the coaching staff or any representative of these universities, which we know there is, this is essentially what mm-hmm. Florida State got in trouble for. That that is that's the that that that's the that that's the rub there. And could they find somebody on Heupel's staff? working with spire and nico together
3: i, I suppose i mean they, they,
2: but they might be able to but i mean the other part of it is is that you know it they just they really don't have a leg to stand on i know i keep going back to that but it doesn't matter private jet whatever they can't they really can't get around that legally
0: it's gonna be fascinating to watch this play out and who blinks first
2: yeah well, I,
0: you know, I I don't think Tennessee's going to blink. There's no reason for Tennessee Mm-mm. to blink. If you blink, you're just going to roll over and take it, and why would you do that? So the NCAA might blink. I think it would be wise for them to just sort of turtle here and go on about their business of dying a long, slow, painful death. But if for some reason they don't and it goes to court, then
2: – I would also let them know – you might not do that publicly, but I'd, I'd let them know that if we – have if you force our hand and we have to take this to court, we're going to be seeking like monetary damages. Yeah, I mean, at so what? you don't have a leg to stand on legally, and on top of that, we're also going to make sure that you have to give us, you know, back yeah, that, our eight that, million dollars. Right. Well, that
0: that's a well. It just, I mean, say this does drag on for a year or two. I mean, I I think you'd be you could go and say, look, this has been a persecution based on, you know, nothing or, you know, some, something that everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. It has damaged our – it's defamatory, right? I mean, we, we have lost out on other recruits that we would have get gotten potential right. uh, money from the college football playoff that we would have made if we had gotten those recruits and been a little bit better, if not for this needless distraction that you have imposed upon us. It has cost us money for nothing. Make it right make it good now of course we'd rather go to the playoff
2: but that's where what what i'm telling the first thing i think would be that's when tennessee would go to a federal court file for an injunction just to suspend any kind of action over us by the ncaa until the courts i mean maybe they should have done that
0: already and just hey you're not talking to our kids anymore this is having a deleterious effect on our football program we're trying to make this college football playoff what you're snooping around about is perfectly legal and has mm. been proven time and time again in court. We're not making Nico or any of our players or coaches available to you anymore on this matter.
2: No. We're not stop. This is a time where the last time it was the best uh the, the best strategy to cooperate.
3: Mm. Yeah. I wonder if maybe they look back at that. I mean No, nah, cuz
2: really we we talked about it on the show before you uh I don't know if you guys talked about it in three and out at the time. We came to the conclusion, really, the only mistake they made throughout that whole deal was that press conference and not firing Fulmer for cause.
3: I was oh. going to say maybe they realized working with them, they didn't have as much on us as they claimed to. They were bumbling idiots, and we proved that in not court, but in those hearings. Mm-hmm. And, like, if they want to come at us again, we're not going to subject ourselves to three years of nonsense. We're going to go on the offensive.
0: Coming up, young Tucker Harlan has the latest on this NCAA bombshell on the top five at five. Then he's got to scurry off to go get his free. Meal what do you with think the they have? A little uh, Papa John's out there tonight, Tucker. We we're hoping for
1: buddies. It's been a second since they've had Papa John's. They had buddies last time, so I feel maybe like mix the it odds up a little bit there. Yeah, okay. maybe Chick Fil A. Potentially Chick-fil-A or Moe's. We'll so, see. So Moe's mm.
2: spread, a little, little yeah, burrito action. Tell you what, ain't nothing better than a, a good Moe's spread. Love Moe's. <clears throat> Great. Hour number three
0: of The Drive coming up. Stay with us. More Fan Run Radio after this.